Hi, and welcome to Father Luke's Homilies. This homily was preached in the Catholic parish of Brandon and Milden Hall for the fourth Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year C. I pray that this homily is of some use to you. God bless you. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus began to speak in the synagogue. This text is being fulfilled today, even as you listen. And he won the approval of all, and they were astonished by the gracious words that came from his lips. They said, this is Joseph's son, surely. But he replied, no doubt you will quote me the saying, physician, heal thyself. And tell me, we have heard all that happened in Capernaum. Do the same here in your own countryside. And he went on, I tell you solemnly, no prophet is ever accepted in his own country. There are many widows in Israel, I can assure you, in Elijah's day, when heaven remained shut for three years and six months, and a great famine raged throughout the land. But Elijah was not sent to any one of these. He was sent to a widow at Zarephath, a Sidonian town. And in the prophet Elisha's time, there were many lepers in Israel, but none of these was cured except the Syrian, Naaman. When they heard this, everyone in the synagogue was enraged. They sprang to their feet and hustled him out of the town. And they took him up to the brow of the hill of their town was built on, intending to throw him down the cliff. But he slipped through the crowd and walked away. The Gospel of the Lord. In short, there are three things that last. Faith, hope and love. And the greatest of these is love. St Paul often gets a bit of a bad press. It's not uncommon for people to say, I don't like Paul. He must have been a difficult person to have been around. He seems to have been awkward, argumentative, and generally unpleasant. But against this kind of rhetoric, we have the passage that we hear today. Paul, Saint Paul, is clearly not an unpleasant person. It seems impossible to me, at least, that this passage could have been written in a personal letter by a founder of a community to that community unless he knew and he knew that they knew that this was the kind of person that he himself was. Of course, that doesn't mean that Paul lived up to this stunning picture of love every day, but that he had spent his life and energy being what he was and doing what he was for the sake of other people, walking in the footsteps of Christ and embodying to the best of his ability the love that Jesus showed on the cross. Now, love can be a confusing word when we hear it in the scriptures. In English, of course, we have the one word love, which we use for all kinds of of contexts. We might speak of loving chocolate, 
a particular colour or loving an item of clothing, loving a person. We use the same word, love, uh, but clearly we mean different things by it. St. Paul wrote in Greek, and Greek has four words for love that speak of friendship, affection, romantic love, and self-giving love. Our culture does not really understand love. Hollywood reduces love to simply erotic love and gives us scores of romantic films. Now, there's nothing wrong with romantic love, of course, but it should be a signpost to a deeper, more sustained kind of love, a self-giving love, a sacrificial love. Love is always patient and kind. It is never jealous. Love is never boastful or conceited. It is never rude or selfish. It does not take offence and is not resentful. Love takes no pleasure in other people's sins, but delights in the truth, which is always ready to excuse, to trust, to hope, to endure whatever comes. How different is that kind of love to that which the world proposes. Love is never boastful. Love is not resentful, always ready to excuse. Just think for a moment about this type of love. This passage describes someone doing and being things which in the eyes of the world would be seen as weakness, madness. Social media, the news, is full of the opposite every day. The world loves to hear about people getting their just desserts. The internet news sites are full of stories about mistakes and sins of other people, about gossip, about this and that person. Look what she did. Look what he did. How terrible that person is. And this stuff is given to us to feast on, to approve of, to make us feel better somehow. And in doing so, we stand in judgment over others, full of pride, full of arrogance. This is not love. This is not the way of the Christian. Love is always patient and kind. It is never jealous. It is ready to excuse, to trust, to hope. This is the love that as Christians we are called, no, we are commanded to live. Love is not an option, not a nice thing that we might think about doing. Jesus doesn't say, love the Lord your God and love your neighbour as yourself when you feel like it. He says we must love, full stop. Not only if they look like us, or if only they have the same political views, If only they are nice to us. No, Jesus says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Now to love like this, we must remember that love is an act of the will for the good of the other. Love, just like faith, is not a feeling. It's not an emotion. Love is deeper. It's a decision of the heart and it's a decision that all of us can and must make and remake many many times we must choose to love god chooses to love us god has said a permanent yes 
to us. And we are called to say yes back to God and in doing so to make a yes to others. Now God does not put limitations on his love. It's unconditional. He loves us completely, utterly, totally. He loves us always, whether we do something good or bad. We are not worthy of God's love. We do not earn God's love. He gives it to us freely and perfectly. And he gives it to all of us. God God is not small-hearted. And we too are called to live and love like God. And it's this small-heartedness that we see behind the actions of the people in today's gospel. This today's gospel continues directly on from last week's passage. Jesus is in the synagogue. The spirit of the Lord is upon him. And then Jesus goes on to point out that what happened in the days of the great prophets, Elijah and Elisha. Elisha healed healed one solitary leper, and the leper was the commander of the enemy's army. That's what did it. That's what drove the people to fury. That's what made them want to throw Jesus off the top of the cliff. Israel's God was rescuing the wrong kind of people. It's a bit like, stay with me, it's a bit like someone in our country or France during the Second World War speaking of God's healing and restoration for Adolf Hitler and the Nazis. It's not what people wanted to hear. It's probably not what we want to hear. It's easier to love those who love us. It's easier to harbour hate and revenge. This message was and remains shocking. And here's the point. Jesus's challenge to his people brought about a violent reaction and the gospel still does this today. The gospel still challenges all interests and agendas with the news of God's surprising, unmerited, free love and grace. That should challenge us, encourage us and inspire us to love like God. The world will only be what it's meant to be and we will only be who we are meant to be when we learn to love as Christ taught us. Love is the answer. Love is a decision. Is it one that we are willing to make? Thank you for listening to my homily podcast. For more information about the Catholic Parish at Brandon and Mildenhall, please go to our website, which is stthomas-stjohnparish.com. That's stthomas-stjohnparish.com. If you want to read more articles and stories and theological reflections, please check out my blog at fatherlukegoymore.com. That's fatherlukegoymore.com. Feel free also to follow me on Twitter at FatherLukeG and Instagram at FatherLukeGoymore. Stay safe and God bless you.